Chapter One of Giacomo Puccini. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chufi Galeazzi, Rotor Park, California. Giacomo Puccini by Wakeling Dry. Chapter One Puccini and the Opera in General. A big, broad man, with a frank, open countenance, dark, kindly eyes of a lazy, lustrous depth, and a shy, retiring manner. Such is Giacomo Puccini, who is operatically the man of the moment. It was behind the scenes during the autumn season of opera at Covent Garden in 1905 that I had the privilege of first meeting and talking with him, and about the last thing I could extract from him was anything about his music while his reserve comes off like a mask when he is left to follow his own bent in conversation one can readily understand why he adheres and always has done to his rule of never conducting his own works one thing struck me as peculiarly characteristic about his nature and personality the success of madama butterfly for that was the work in progress on the stage as we passed out by way of the wings to the front of the house was at the moment the talk of the town Puccini was full, not of the success of his opera, but of the achievements of the artists who were interpreting it. Isn't Madame so-and-so fine? Doesn't Signor so-and-so conduct admirably? Isn't it beautifully put on? The composer was content and happy to sink into the background and think, in the triumph, of all he owed to those who were carrying out his ideas. He has a quiet sense of fun, too let us step quietly he said as we came into the range of the scene that was being enacted like butterflies i have called puccini the operatic man of the moment it is not difficult to account for his popularity his whole soul devotion to this one form of musical art in which he has certainly achieved much has by some been pointed to as defining his limits apart from a few early string quartets which mean nothing more than the usual preliminary studies of a gifted student, Puccini has written absolutely nothing but operas since he started. In this respect, his music has a certain well-defined natural characteristic that gives him, if it be necessary in these days to fit any particular composer into his own special niche, a distinct place in the history of the progress and development of the art and science of music-making. Roughly speaking, the opera had its beginnings in the dance, but almost at the same time it travelled along the road of the development of vocal expression by music. As early as the days of Peri and Caccini, who reverted to the old Greek drama as the basis on which to build something anew, and by so doing brought forth the germ which was afterwards to bear fruit through Gluck and Wagner, the feeling for freedom of expression the desire to snatch music away from the tyranny of a set form, counterpoint, as it was then understood, strove to make itself felt and understood. It must not be taken to mean that the old contrapuntists did not endeavor to combine the adherence to a form with some degree of definite expression, for in the works of one of the greatest of this school, old Josquin Desprez, are to be found plenty of emotional touches by which, even in so restricted a pattern as the madrigal form it was plain that a closer union between words and music an emotional feeling in short was clearly the thing striven for 
still dealing briefly with beginnings one may point to the dramatic cantatas particularly in italy but found in france as well or madrigal plays by which in distinction to what may be called little comedies with music this essential operatic feature in the union of the arts of speech and song comes out with special clearness in italy then the land which owns puccini as one of its most distinguished sons the opera had its rise and in daphne the first child of a new art it is curious to note it immediately turned aside into one of those many bypaths which led it very far away from the goal of its promise curious again is the reason for its first fall the desire of the leading singer for vocal display and the introduction of long vocal flourishes which having nothing to do with the case yet pleased the public mightily in this daphne the score of which has been lost it was the great singer archile who was the offender yet again a strange thing comes down to us after these many years peri the composer was highly delighted with the interpolations and the vocal gymnastics but out of something dead something very much alive was destined to develop the old greek drama was not to be resuscitated by a sort of transfusion of blood music the newest and most emotional of the arts being the medium to carry life into the structure there is not space here to do more than hint at the various fresh phases the reforms as they have been called each of which in trying to deal with what was already built up really brought to an achievement the ideal which had floated before many a worker in the same field in italy as early as cimarosa's day he died in eighteen o one the opera regarded purely as a musical form attained as near perfection as possible it is difficult even when dealing with a period that unlike our own was very much more concerned about the manner than the matter of things to distinguish between the various styles of opera but taking the opera seria and the opera buffa as representing two great phases of the art cimarosa stands out as one who combined the essential qualities of both into products which had the stamp of individuality pericolesi is another shining light who stands out in the long line of illustrious workers whose efforts were entirely cast into the shade by the arrival of rossini and his followers donizetti and bellini all this time during which so-called italian opera dominated the whole of europe nothing was done in italy in the way of developing orchestral writing which in germany had made such marvellous strides at the psychological moment for italy came verdi who if he took the opera very much as he found it breathed from the very first a new spirit into its composition his artistic growth as seen by his later operas was one of the most remarkable things in modern musical history and in the fullness of time we come to puccini to whom it is reasonable to point as the successor of verdi these two who may be linked up with reason with boito and ponchielli present many features of resemblance puccini's musical expression at first purely vocal has in his later work shown the same growth in artistic development from the beginning he was concerned with a continuous flow of melody since he had not like verdi to get away exactly from the old form of the set numbers but in puccini's case the growth referred to is seen in his latest work in the further elaboration of the orchestral portion 
although in england we have had few experiments worked out in the way of the development of opera it is safe to say that such new modern works as have been taken to our hearts have owed not a little to the orchestral part of the fabric tchaikovsky's eugene onegin and humperdinck's hansel and gretel are at least two notable cases in point but in whatever way we view an opera mere orchestral fullness will not serve to land the work very high up in the esteem of music lovers nor will the purely beautiful in music melody worked out with transparent clearness of form save a poor unconvincing or uninteresting dramatic fabric from passing into the great storehouse of the unacted puccini's music is dramatic and by far the greater part of it by a sort of quick natural instinct is purely of the theatre his first and most direct appeal is by the charm and vitality of the vocal expression while his whole plan is one of movement from the first if we accept for the moment his levili which was first called a ballet opera he called his operas drama per lirica lyric dramas a term first established and moulded into a definite art form by wagner with his first opera puccini started something of a new form in the short opera and two remarkable works of the kind in cavalleria rusticana by mascagni and i pagliacci by leoncavallo which came very soon after clearly indicate that he had founded a school as it were and so from italy to-day as in times past this particular fashion spread to other countries puccini still exhibiting with a strong and in many ways typical national feeling spontaneous vocal melody as his leading characteristic did not limit himself to the perfection of the short opera his subsequent works were of larger calibre he left the fanciful and imaginative in the old world legends and turned to everyday life for his subjects in general form for one must revert to this not particularly lucid description when dealing with opera puccini must be placed among the shining lights who have chosen to deal with what may be called light opera opera comique as translated by our term comic opera means something so entirely different that although light opera is but a poor expression it is one that may perhaps be most readily understanded of the people the term light is associated practically entirely with the music the subjects of puccini's operas are all of them tragic but the expression of the theme the working out along the already roughly defined paths is not by the heavy the big or the strongly moving in music one may point almost to bizet as shown in carmen as the special point from which puccini started furthermore puccini stands almost unrivalled in his own particular way in giving us by means of operatic music something very near akin to the comedy of manners in drama much might with advantage be deduced from the success of puccini in this country and the same result applied to the question of our national opera or seeing that such a thing does not exist to the crying need for some encouragement to be given to native composers puccini it may be has become the vogue simply because he is light and lyrical not so much here in the dramatic but in the musical sense no one it is safe to say at this time of day desires to go back in any shape or form to the old set number sort of piece 
such a reversion may fittingly form the ideal towards which a follower of sullivan who in his yeoman of the guard gave us unquestionably the best definite light opera of the last generation may strive to bring to perfection puccini has by the general mould of his work made his place and found his following on the operatic stage and it is surely by the vocal strength and vocal continuity of his work that this place of his has been achieved and maintained it is easy of course to point to the simplicity of the achievement when one sees the fruit of the labor but without urging anyone to copy an accepted model or to merely repeat what has already been designed one may wonder why with so many gifted melodists among contemporary british musicians no one has given us definite light opera it is a direction in which our composers have never moved if a reason for puccini's greatness or popularity if you will is wanted it may be found in this extremely clever use of the light lyrical style unless there be any misunderstanding let it be said that hardly one of puccini's songs or dramatic numbers can be pointed to as making this or that opera an accepted favorite che geli da manina from la boheme is trotted out by not a few budding tenors and it may be occasionally heard at a ballad concert but even this is not sung one-tenth as many times as say the prologue to i pagliacci leaving out of the question the extreme popularity as an instrumental piece of the intermezzo from cavalleria puccini's melodies if they do not actually fall to pieces away from their surroundings at least very quickly lose their full significance and not a little of their charm and it is for this reason therefore that puccini stands as the most definitely operatic composer of the moment he has had great opportunities it is true but he has had great struggles like wagner he is concerned and ever has been with just one phase of art to those that come after may be left the task of deciding as to his exact place in the role of fame by the oneness of his endeavor by the sincerity of his expression by the spontaneity of his vocal melody does puccini stand worthily among the living masters of music End of chapter 1